Welcome to Experience More Podcast, powered and produced by Women of More Magazine. Are you ready to experience more? Let's go. Michelle Washington, and this is Experience More Podcast. It is powered and produced by Women of More Magazine. And listen, this moment is beyond amazing for me. I am super duper excited and honored to bring to you a woman that really needs no introduction. Her laundry list of accomplishments are way too long for me to list. She has actually allowed us to see what it looks like to live a glamorous life when you operate in your purpose. She is an icon, a legend, a trailblazer. She's innovative. She's very creative, and I know she's a mentor to so many around the world. And this particular woman, I wanted to be like as a little girl. The first female drummer that made a difference for other female drummers in the world. None other than Sheila E. Welcome to our podcast. Wow, what an introduction. I'm gonna, I'd like a copy of that and take it. <laughs> That was amazing. I'm not sure you're talking about me, but okay. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Well, listen, I wanted to, to theme and title this conversation, by the way, of the heart of a female drummer. And the reason why I'm titling it this way is because I see your heart towards people, um, your instrument, your calls, and definitely children, and, and, and most importantly, the arts of music and beyond. But where did that come from, Sheila A? Because I know people know you as the drummer, but it's so much more to you. Um, early on, my dad and my mom would take us to facilities, uh, kids at risk, um, take us to those facilities, and we would put our, well, my dad's percussion in his car. Mm-hmm. And... We'd show up there and start to perform for them just with percussion, involve the kids, uh, get them to try to communicate with us and have a really good time for the, an hour or two and share music in that way and explain where the instruments have come from, uh, you know, how to play. Everyone has a rhythm, you know, and uh, to have fun with it. And if it's us spending just that one moment with them, um, would encourage them to want to uh, play music, get involved in music, uh, open up their hearts to communicate because definitely music is healing and knowing that using music and arts sometimes that's therapy for kids mm-hmm. and victims who have been abused or hurt. Yeah. Um, it allows them creatively to express themselves and it's most of the times we've noticed that it breaks down the barrier and, and allows them to communicate um, through music and the arts. So mm-hmm. that started when I was very young and uh, our parents continued to do that throughout our years until we started doing it on our own. Yeah. I know you have a program for children um, and I know, it, it's, you know you have the momentum with that. Where, where are you now with that program? We partnered with, uh, Elevate Hope partnered with 5-1 Oakland. We wanted to go back to the Bay, Oakland, mm-hmm. California, and where we all grew up. My, my uh, 
best friend, Lynn Mabry, who is also an extraordinary vocalist, uh, we got together and wanted to start the foundation uh, many years ago. So we partnered with 5-1 Oakland, and now we've come together to be Elevate Oakland. So uh, we're assisting kids uh, there in the Bay Area in public schools, mm-hmm. and it is to bring music and arts back to the schools that don't have it. Yeah. And we're trying to do this during regular school hours and not after school programs. We want it to be part of the curriculum. So Very good. Uh, we've been reaching uh, three to four different schools in the Bay Area for the last, I don't know, four years or so. Um, and we're going to expand even more, uh, working on to make sure that the curriculum that we use, we're able to take that to other cities and elevate those other cities as well. Um, we use local musicians, which we can do in any city, mm-hmm. and use those musicians that are available for a month at a time where they can come to teach a class two times a week, maybe three times a week, um, and and um, give classes on you know vocals, uh, the art of music, the mm-hmm. art of hip-hop, the history of drumming, um, we'd have different local artists doing that, hip-hop artists who also play instruments and teach them, you know, about music. And the kids are getting involved, which we really love because we want to uh, teach them that. And a lot of the kids, and, and what we, we found out is a lot of the kids that we're assisting in public schools, it's not just bringing the music, which is part of us communicating with them, once they start communicating, we notice that a lot of the kids are there and they act up because they want attention. They act up because Mm -hmm. they're hungry. And that's almost the number one problem is they come to school with no food. And it's like astounding the numbers of kids that talk about it at these schools. So we're there to continue to help. And we hope, you know, uh, now that we've partnered and now we're one unit as Elevate Oakland, we would be able to come to other cities and elevate their cities as well. You, you raised so many great points, and I'm so glad you're trying to get it into the school day. It's nothing wrong with the after-school programs, but if they could get it inside the school, it really does make a difference. And there's no um, challenges with the kids staying late after school because they're getting it inside of their daily um, instructions, which is everything. And you yes. know. And, you know, one of the things I know with your new album, Iconic Message for America, one of the things that I know you want us to do as a country is to get involved. And what you're talking about is that very thing of getting involved because the children are the ones that's coming behind us. But what else? What was that 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 reason why you, you know, made that declaration that we all needed to get involved to make a change? If we want to make change in our country, we have to get involved. We can't stand outside a building, which I'm talking about me, myself as well. At one point when I wanted to make change, I stood outside the building yelling, you know, like, you guys don't understand what's going on. You don't get it, blah, blah, blah. Same people, politics, you know. And I realized the only way to make change is for my voice to be heard, to get involved in the system and say, hey, I'm going to vote. Mm-hmm. I, I believe in this uh, proposition. I don't want this proposition. I, I want to uh, elect this person because I believe they could be the best for our country. And um, I just could not understand 
the new administration and how that happened. Yeah. yeah. Where our country is so divided in a place where I've never seen before in my entire life. And growing up, I grew up in the 60s and the 70s. Um, in the Bay Area, I was uh, friends with part of the, the, the Black Panther Party, excuse me, um, Angela Davis. Uh, they, they hired us to play their first uh, opening of their food placement where they would feed the, the community. Mm -hmm. And Dad and I were the first to play for one of their first openings for their food bank. Um, we grew up, I was young. I saw the division there in the fighting. And, and back then there was no like Hispanic, brown. Um, it was either you were black or you were white. And I feel that we're back to that place. It's either you're black or you're white. Or, yeah. Well, not, not necessarily black or white, but people of color. Mm -hmm. And what is going on in the division and the hatred that is happening. And I can't believe how big this is. So we have to get involved as a people and say, if we loved our brothers like we love ourselves, we would get along better. That's easy to say, but a lot of people don't love themselves. Yeah. If they look in the mirror, they don't like who they see. They're angry. Mm -hmm. They're disappointed. They're depressed. They're on medication. Mm -hmm. They don't know what they want to do in their lives. What is their purpose? Mm -hmm. There's no drive. There's no motivation. Mm -hmm. There's no uh, mentoring. They, they grew up with a, a broken home. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's just crazy. And I, I can't believe the discord that is happening in our country and I know that we are better than this. I know yeah. we can do better. Yeah. But I think it has shaken up our country so that we can come together. Because now, look, our kids are standing up now yeah. to say, we want change. Mm -hmm. What about these gun laws? Yes, what about these gun laws? How many more kids or people have to die? You know. And I know people continue to say it has nothing to do with the gun, it's the person who gets it. Well, change the law. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's involved in what we need to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and if we stand out there saying, well, I'm going to get involved, I'm going to go get a gun myself, is not getting involved. We have to change these laws. Yeah. You know, Shelley, one of the things that, that I'm pulling from what you're, you're saying is that we don't know our purpose. We, we have allowed our stories, um, the abuse of it all, and we're not discrediting any of that because I have gone through that. But there had to come to a, a point in my life where I had to deal with it so I can move into my purpose. And um, I know that your family is, is big and it runs deep. But let, let's talk about women for a second. Um, in regards of sometimes women find, some women find it difficult or challenging to get into their purpose and really get in it where it is making a change. Why do you, why do you think that? And have you seen that in your industry? That women themselves don't know their purpose? Don't know their purpose and don't, um, once, if they don't know their purpose, they don't know how to get there. Sometimes we'll see other people and either compete or we try to be like them instead of being ourselves. Have you seen that in your industry? Yeah, I, it, there's so many elements to that. It's, you know, like again, if you come from a broken home, mm -hmm. uh, you don't have a father figure as a woman, 
What are you looking for? You're looking for the father you never had. It starts in the upbringing, and then you become a woman distraught, possibly, or it allows you to be stronger and say, I'm going to make it. The competing part of it in the industry I don't like because, you know, calling us as women, calling each other outside of our name yeah. disrespect. So we should be coming together and saying, hey, I'm going to lift you up, sister, because I love what you do, as opposed to I'm going to call you out on social media because mm-hmm. I don't like what you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that's division. That's competition. I am a competitor at heart. I love competing. Uh, but not to be better against someone else. I just want to be good myself. That's and good. I think the, the other part of the purpose is us as women are very strong, but some of us have been beaten down to a place where we don't know who we are because we were in a position that we no one was helping us to be the woman, the jewel, the queen that we are, the, the, the woman that God has made us. Yeah. You know, we've gone into relationships where... Uh, that, that didn't work and we feel like we can't do what we need to do without a man being involved in our lives and telling me what I need to do as opposed to standing up and saying, you know what, I, I want to do this. And, and some, people, some women have been destroyed in that way. And that's the part of sisterhood and, and being able to help each other, you know. And there are a lot of good men out there. Yeah. And I, I continue to say to the brothers out there, the good men out there, you continue to mentor the other young men and respecting women. We need that. We we love that, you know. We need to respect each other and it starts there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um I, I, I just love the fact that um because of your legacy, because of you being a trailblazer, that the information, the message that you speak about, and it's not just now. I don't think, you know, the message for America is just the now. It's just you're making, you're raising the volume on this message because when you listen to your music, when I look at your videos, this has always been something dear to you. So what's next for Sheila E? Where do we go from here? Uh, God hasn't told me yet, but um, when he tells me, I'll let you know. <laughs> Uh, there, there are a lot of things. I have a great bucket list of things I like to do, and I check them off as they, as I go along. And some things maybe I'll never get to, but uh, continue to, you know, mentor uh, the young people, and which I love so much. I love performing. I, I'm going to start another record. I have two in the box already, but you know, figuring out what we're going to do with that, mm-hmm. putting out the next single, and I'd like to do some movies. But again, continuing. Uh, with Elevate Oakland now and uh, Sky's the Limit you know um, my dad just released his new record okay. it's called Back to the Bay 82 years young still in the game wow. just did his new video I'm excited for him <laughs> and uh, it's just a blessing it really is you talked about following the beat what is the beat for you? definitely the beat is my heartbeat and mm-hmm. how God has created me to be who I am and if I stand out of the way and let him do his thing, then I will continue to uh, please him, you yeah. know. And and that daily walk every day is very hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's challenging. But, again, the decision that you want to make and who you want to be is based on you look at a situation, if it's bad, and you choose to just be bad with it, you know, or you turn it around and say, you know what, I don't want to deal with it. 
um, that's my heartbeat. That keeps me going. The people keep me going. Um, the heartbeat is, is, you know, everyone has a heartbeat. That is their rhythm, and that, that keeps them alive and well. You know, I, I don't take it for granted that every breath we take, thank God, every breath we take. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, um, when it comes to you and Prince, it's now that I see the friendship, the legacy you're continuing in regards to him. And how, you know, when you do your performance, like the one you just did for um, American Idol and beyond, you have done some things recently. Is it challenging for you to do it or is it such a celebration, just a tribute to who he was to you? It has been challenging. However, I have good days and bad, more good days than bad, because this last celebration that we did in Minneapolis, which was his second year anniversary of his passing, mm-hmm. which is weird to say anniversary of his passing. Um, we p- performed at Paisley Park, and I didn't think that I was going to do it because I said no the first year. Mm-hmm. I said no, I would never perform on his on the day that he passed away. However, I realized that that's not fair to me and not fair in living my life mm-hmm. and 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 uh, putting myself in a box to say this day is a sad day, a horrible day. Um, I've lost many friends and relatives, and I realized that when we performed at Paisley Park, at the last minute I decided to perform at another club outside of Paisley Park on the day that he passed away, and I said, I'm going to do this, whether it's two people that show up or 2,000 people, I don't care. Mm. I'm going to play on his day that he passed and celebrate him and not be sad anymore. And this one is for me so Mm. that I can move on with my life. And that's what I did. And once I made that choice with my heart, um, the rest will follow. And I know that uh, I said in that performance, that he would never want us to stand here and cry over him. Mm-hmm. He did. He disliked so much uh, people crying when people pass away. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, at some point he believed he would see them again. Yeah. Uh, and and so he didn't like that. So I would tell everyone, you know what? If he saw you crying right here, he would be totally pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. we can't do it anymore. And I and you know I have my good days and my bad. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I can't think of it like that because I can't hold on to that sadness and that sorrow like I was in the last two years. I want to move on, and, and I cherish him. I cherish those moments. There's so many. It's a lifetime of good and bad memories. Yeah, so. yeah. and and on that note, there are some women that's going to listen to this interview and read your, your spread in our magazine. What would you say to those women that may have experienced loss, those women that have had those moments where their life was just awful and just, it was hard for them to raise their head up and keep it moving. What would you say to those women around the world? Any woman that has experienced loss, hardship in any kind of way, I ask you to go to someone that you know, hopefully that you know, and someone that can uplift you and stand by you and be your sister uh, or your brother to say, you know, I'm here to help you, to help rise you up. You know, we can't do it by ourselves and we need, it takes a village. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and the part about staying in that awfulness of sadness or uh, where you're not, you, you become depressed and you don't want to leave your home possibly and everywhere you go you just feel sad, um, that does bring depression. Yeah. Um, so you need someone to uplift you and encourage you. So even if it's going to a church or a community or somewhere where someone can speak life into you, um, that's that's the first beginning. And if there's something uh, that is bothering you and, and you know we hold these feelings inside, you have to speak it out to say, this is how I feel and I don't want to feel like this every day. Um, you have to speak life into yourself as well by saying, you know, I'm going to feel better. I feel better now. Today is a great day, even if I don't feel like it. Today is a great day, and I, I, I miss that person, you know, so dearly. I miss that person. I love that person, uh, that loss, you know. But to carry the legacy is to not be afraid or ashamed to talk about that person. That's good. That's part of the healing. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. excellent. Shirley, thank you so much. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for being a supporter of women and um, leading the way. Again, everything I said in the beginning is absolutely from a heart of pure um, respect and admiration towards you, your gift, your God-given gift, your legacy that you continue to lead with, and um, just a heart for people, and I appreciate that so much. Thank you very much. It was a wonderful interview, and I wish you the best, and God bless you for what you're doing because you are helping to spread uh, messages with women and uplift them as well. We all have stories to tell. Hi, this is Sheila E., and I am a woman of more. Now, who said girls couldn't play drums? Thank you for joining Experience More Podcasts. Make sure you set your alerts and follow us. And most importantly, share this podcast. It's time for you to experience more. Tune in for the next episode. Thank you for joining.